from RF Smart. This is Taking Inventory, a podcast all about better controlling your supply chain and improving inventory management. And now, your host, Sarah Archer. Hello, welcome back to Taking Inventory. My name is Sarah Archer. I'm your host. Today, I have two of my RF Smart friends, Dathan Goff and John Anaker, joining me. We're going to talk about a very timely topic today, uh, one that is certainly affecting our day-to-day lives um, and one that is certainly uh, a huge topic of discussion in our industry. We're going to talk about supply chain shortage. Um, Certainly right now, that's something that uh, we're seeing a lot of and people have a lot of questions about. So we'll talk a little bit about what that means, why it's happening, and how you can make your supply chain more resilient. So uh, first, I'm going to let my uh, my friends introduce themselves. So I've got John with me. John was actually on a different episode of the podcast, um, an episode about RFID. So if that's an interesting topic to you, you should absolutely go check it out. It's one of our most popular episodes ever. So um, John, I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit, and then we will let Dathan introduce himself. Perfect. Thank you, Sarah. Um, so again, I am John Anaker. I am the uh, AVP of Hardware Sales and Service here at RFSmart. I'm a, uh, I, well, after today, I'll be a two-time podcast presenter, so I'm excited about uh, about being back on here. Um, so I have, from a combined experience, uh, roughly 18 years of supply chain, uh, WMAS hardware experience uh, in a specific industry. Awesome. Thanks for being here, John. Um, and John, of course, uh, previously came from Honeywell, where he had some experience there as well. So um Dathan, let's talk about you tell us about yourself it's my favorite subject (laughs) um so one thanks sarah for having me i'm a rookie here but um about myself i've been with uh rf smart for a little over eight years now um at the very beginning i implemented our product as a business analyst now i'm a senior solution consultant uh, essentially pre-sales uh, before that, uh, I was at a distribution company and manufacturing company in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. And then if you really want to date myself, 20 years ago, I started in a warehouse at a beverage distribution company. So um, I've got about 20 years of experience here. Between the two of you, I think we've probably seen it all. There's probably not anything that you two haven't encountered yet. Uh, So I'm excited to talk about this with you guys today. Um, So our discussion, as I mentioned before, is around supply chain shortage um, and some of the challenges that we're seeing in our industry. Uh, John, I'm going to let you kind of kick us off in this discussion because this is actually something that we are seeing at RF Smart with some of our own inventory um, in our hardware. Can you talk a little bit about some of the impacts that you've seen of the shortage? Sure, sure. Thanks, Sarah. Um, and I, I guess what I'll do today is start with sort of maybe why we're seeing some of the supply chain issues that have been out there. You know, some of it's anecdotal from what you're seeing. Some of it is statistic based. Um, but really, the the major supply chain hurdles that we're really all experiencing on some level, regardless of industry you're in, you know, regardless of what you're buying on some level, um, is it really started with the pandemic. Um, I, I, a lot of cases, the production stopped. Or, you know, it was a global pandemic. Uh, at the same time, different areas around the world stopped. A lot of production stopped. People went home, um, and it affected a lot of industries uh, acutely during that time uh, from having, you know, really producing anything but having supply come in. Um, if their suppliers were down, they weren't able to get supplies for their manufacturing process. People were at home. Unfortunately, some people were sick, which just compounded all of these supply chain issues that we're seeing. Um, people did go home from a work standpoint. Obviously, some industries were affected, you know, very greatly if you're looking at like hospitality and, you know, some retail areas where people were basically entirely at home, not working. Um, But a lot of other areas went home. 
people were still looking to buy things. They weren't taking vacations. They weren't necessarily going out to eat. Um, so they were still buying. That transitioned a lot of that buying to online, which those things from online ship from warehouses and distribution centers. Um, so you look at things like automobiles, furniture, you know, technology, which acutely affects us. But, you know, even down to like toilet paper and things at the grocery store, you know, there were major supply chain hurdles there that, you know, went back to the start of the pandemic. And really what why you continue to see it is on a global scale, it's really hard for uh, manufacturers to catch up. And then as pockets of, of COVID, unfortunately, still rear their head, um, it affects certain areas of the world differently, which that may be where one of your, you know, raw materials is coming from. And that's why you can't get product to produce. Um, if I, I took a statistic just in the last week, um, and there were 60% of manufacturer ma manufacturing companies um, in a survey that was conducted by the U.S. Census Bureau, uh, responded that they are still experiencing supply chain related issues. Um, you know, and if, again, if you're a buyer or uh, someone who's buying things, like I just bought a, a uh, couch and ordered it in November and we got it at the end of July. Um, you are, you're acutely aware of these issues that are coming out there. Absolutely. Um, and John, one thing I will add to what you just said is it's, it is the pandemic, but then there's also this added piece of, there were some freak supply chain things that happened. Like we had the giant storm in Texas. That is one of the reasons that all of the, like, you're not able to get chicken wings right now because, uh, that stopped production and farmers weren't able to uh, produce chicken wings. Um, and then, of course, the Suez Canal uh, incident where the ship got kind of stuck and that slowed down some supply chain. I mean, it really is just the perfect storm of weird freak incidents that have caused this kind of supply chain shortage. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It, there's a lot of different things. And even some of the things you mentioned, although major in a general you know, normal year, non-pandemic, we're, we're fairly acute and only affected certain areas of the world. You know, this this global shutdown is really what has caused, you know, a lot of these things. And it, it's really non-industry specific, right? Everyone's being affected. Um, now, as we fast forward to, you know, th this day and age, um, a lot of people are back to work. It, it, COVID is still shutting down. It's country by country and area by area. Um, but labor is hard to find, right? Some people haven't come back to work. Um, a lot of costs are up uh, with all the supply chain shortages, Raw material costs are up. People are challenged just in getting raw materials, regardless of costs. Um, and then massive, massive shipping delays, right? As, as ports around the world are short-staffed and still going through strict protocols as far as quarantining, it's it's all creating massive supply chain issues. And then as, as we go, you know, more acutely here at RF Smart, um, as I look at what our challenges are, you know, we we essentially shut down selling, you know, the barcode scanners and mobile computers and printers and things along those lines uh, in, you know, call it, mid-March or really starting in April 2020, really no recovery in May, but we started up again in June. By the end of June, we were really running strong. And with everybody continuing to buy, but shifting that buying online, moving through warehouses, distribution centers, um, that demand hasn't stopped. And it really hasn't stopped on a global scale. And all those challenges in the supply chain, as far as raw materials, just future demand planning, because some of our major manufacturers demand planned at least a year in advance, and they weren't prepared, nor were they planning on a, you know, not only inside of a global pandemic, but an uptick in business. Now we've done a great job working with our manufacturers um, and, and planning for that and ordering early with our customers. But again, it is a, a really uncertain time. Um, and everything that I've read, it, it's going to be uncertain for an uncertain amount of time, right? Everybody expects it to get better at some point, but there's still a lot of challenges um, that are not catching up here in the short run. And when I say short run, I really mean even the rest of 2021. Um, so again, a lot of a lot of, of uh, plans out there as far as recovery goes, but it's just there's a, a lot of things still rearing their head that rearing their head that are causing all these uh, 
these massive supply chain issues that are out there. And really with no end in sight, it kind of asks the question that we're going to cover today, which is like, what can I do? What do I do when uh, something like this happens and I'm trying to demand plan and I'm trying to make sure that my supply chain is as efficient and resilient as possible? Um, Of course, Dathan, you have a lot of that kind of one-on-one experience with our customers um, and kind of getting getting a feel for what is going on in the industry. Um, And so, you know, some people are considering like, what are the best practices as we're doing this? One of those, of course, is implementing a WMS. And so we're seeing a you know, an increase in people uh, pursuing technology as an option. Um, But one of the things that I keep hearing is there's these different kinds of inventory models, just in time, just in case. There's a lot of different kind of best practices being thrown around. Um, What do these concepts mean? And then how have they impacted the shortage? Yeah, so the just in case one sticks out to me, right? That that's relatively new. It's not a I would say a methodology that most people want to implement, but the pandemic has caused it, right? If I kind of relate that down to something we've all experienced is uh, think back just a year ago when the toilet paper shortage occurred, right? I mean, we didn't need it. I'm guilty. Don't, don't send hate mail or anything, but I think I'm still using toilet paper we bought a year ago. <laughs> so people are building up a stock, our supply, right? So that uh, they have it when the time is there. And that goes completely against the just-in-time model, but it's a lot of those just-in-time companies, manufacturers that went to that just-in-case model during the pandemic. Um, Now, when we we started thinking about it and how people have been affected or companies have been affected, you mentioned demand planning as well. Um, We've seen a lot of things happen, right? I've seen a lot of people considering uh, increasing those minimum levels, so increasing their reserve stocks, if you will, um, even – going from a system uh, demand planning to more back to the old paper style to where uh, someone's monitoring that on a daily basis to make sure that they've, they've got everything. So uh, a lot of, a lot of people are going in a lot of different ways to resolve the issues um, that's being caused by this. So we t- I said just a minute ago that people are considering adding technology into their business. Um, you know, John, I'll let you kind of start. What are some of the things that um, people are are seeing as they as they add some technology into their business? Great question, Sarah. Um, what you're seeing in this day and age, because of uh, the again pandemic and these acute supply chain issues, um, even going back to labor issues and the un- inability to get uh, raw materials, it has become super critical that. Uh, manufacturers and distribution centers and warehouses and things like that know exactly what's on the shelf, know exactly what quantities on the shelf every single day, every single hour, because they're making their demand, which again, they, their demand is super high for their product. And they are promising customers that they're going to make them, you know, X number of products. And they have to have all the raw materials that make the, that number of products. And if their inventory counts are off, if they're uh, assuming that there's product on the shelf when there isn't, um, not only you know, and, and go back to labor costs, right? So the the more manual your process, the longer it takes, the more error prone it takes. Um, if you invest in technology, you can do more with less people and do it more accurately. And that's where you're seeing a lot of this investment in technology. Labor costs are going up. Frankly, just finding labor these days in a lot of industries is very very difficult. Um, so that that accuracy, that time, uh, that labor reduction uh, are big factors why you're seeing people invest in technology, both software and hardware these days. For sure. And Dathan, I was kind of thinking about this from the perspective of a lot of the people listening are customers that are already using RF Smart. 
if they're, they've already implemented WMS, they've already taken that step, what can, else can they do? How can they make their supply chain more resilient? It's all about figuring out where you could be more efficient, right? So at the end of the day, John hit on a couple of big points. Uh, one that I'll, I'll focus on here is the labor side, right? So always we want to minimize our labor costs, but in a day and age like today, where you can't find labor half the time, it's what can I do systematically to build an efficiency? So I'm thinking about a couple of our products here, right? I'll start with the NetSuite side. Uh, one of the most uh, valuable processes that we do are the out picking for outbound orders. So uh, if we think about our product, we have things such as Pick Manager or even Pick Planner. And what those two products are designed to do is to speed up that outbound process. So it's batching orders together or uh, creating tasks, as we call them, uh, right? Allocating uh, inventory against those tasks so that when a user gets there, they're not sitting there looking for something. We know it's there because we've had good real-time inventory transactions up to this point. So it's reducing the footsteps that a worker will have out in the warehouse Therefore, making that worker more efficient. The um, same thing goes on if we think about our Oracle Cloud product, right? That um, ability to go out and do that pick slip confirmation in real time. Why is that important? Well, you're going to reduce your misships here. Uh, we know that misships are going to require return orders to come back and all of these things. And time is a detriment uh, at this point because of things such as that labor uh, shortage. Um, a couple of a couple of other things here, and I'll, I'll mention these, right? Uh, because as we start thinking about what RF Smart can do and, and the technology that we provide, uh, I always think of reporting. You know, data is key, right? A, a money doesn't make you rich in the corporate world; data does. So, uh, having real-time metrics as far as who's doing what, when, and where. Almost think of gamification, if you will, uh, in that regard. But uh, having that ability to reward those uh, employees or those out there performing the labor based on how efficient they are can come into play. Um, I'm, I'm looking through some some notes here, right? But uh, it all comes keeps going back to me and that a capability to get real time reports. And and again, with RF Smart, what we're doing is real time transactions, which is going to give you the data you need to operate your business successfully. Nathan, um, I wanted to go back to that the kind of pick manager, pick planner portion of this. Yeah. Of course, those are two um, of the advanced features of RF Smart. Um, one, so I was on site with a customer last week, and um, we were actually filming a video for them to talk about how much uh, RF Smart has changed their business. It's a great story. Shout out to Adam at USA Gundam. Go check out the video on our website. may not be there when this episode airs, but if it is, I'll link it for you. Um, it's It was a really great story. They actually have... Um, pick manager and um, they implemented it during kind of the like the height of the pandemic, so to speak. Um, one of the things that they found really beneficial was um, they, so they deal with very uh, specific inventory in that they have uh, basically limited edition figurines or, or toys um, that they sell. And so they can only get them in a certain time and, um, you know, it, they pre-order them way in advance. Like it's a very uh, complex system. And those miss ships that you were talking about, um, they've been able to reduce their miss ships almost um, by 100 percent. They don't, they aren't shipping out anything incorrectly. Um, and that's been been vital to their business because, like you said, it's very detrimental at this time to be shipping out the wrong thing, especially in a, in a case of like them where they have these very limited edition kind of um, 
collectible items that like you don't know if someone's going to send it back or tell you that you shipped them the wrong thing and you don't know when you're going to get one. Um, I just think about this situation with the pandemic of um, and with the supply chain shortages that have come from it of things uh, that, you know, things like PPE, where it it was very difficult to get that for a long time and manufacturing had stopped. And so how do you um, make sure that you're prepared for something like that in the future? I think that the pick manager, pick planner example is a really good example of that. Um, because one of the fa- challenges that they faced was their pickers leaving pick tickets laying around and then losing them and then <laughs> having to go back and get them. You don't have to do that uh, with a function like pick manager, or pick planner. Uh, anything there that kind of any comments you want to make about that, Dathan? Yeah, I mean, one of the big things, right, You in that particular business, it's important that they send the correct uh, product to their customer. You can also think about the valuation of your, your inventory here, right? Um, I always like to use the example between watches, right? If I ordered a Casio and you accidentally sent me a Rolex, what does that do to the bottom line? Uh, because I likely won't return that. I'll let that go. <laughs> so uh, that built-in logic of validation that RF Smart provides along with that instruction, um, it just all comes together to create the perfect scenario of how to really streamline and trim out some of the fat on the sides of your business processes. You know, one more thing, one more like piece of advice or best practice that I have heard is um, just around counting. So, you know, the best practice is really to be counting as often as possible. But uh, many people are cycle counting like once a week, um, maybe once a month. And so a lot of, you know, people are increasing that cycle count to daily. Um, John, any comments on the value of being able to do that count uh, in real time without having to shut down? Um, and and why that's been important as people are trying to build this resilient supply chain. Yeah, so you know a lot of customers would you know as a monthly cycle count. Everyone typically yearly cycle counts. So you have a, an accurate inventory going into it. Um, this new pandemic and the way that product is moving so fast, and you have to be you know uber tight on what you have and what you're using. Uh, has created this need for, you know, let's call it weekly, possibly daily, um, and then the advent of technology. And what I've seen customers do out in their warehouse now is do, call it almost hourly cycle counting in the sense that I'm out here picking, picking from this box, the system may ask me to cycle count that box real quick so they can get an accurate count in that box at that moment. Um, Or if I have a half an hour where I'm not picking, I can go out and cycle count for that half an hour. And the only way to do that is with technology. Right, is, is to have that access to that in real time so that you can pivot to a cycle counting function very quickly at that point of transaction where you're at in the warehouse or where you're being directed to go and then quickly pivot back to it um, in, a, in a manual or you know in a system that's not quite set up for that. It becomes much more challenging uh, to allow that worker to be efficient. Right, They're either going to be cycle counting or picking or doing another task, and it's, it is a lot more difficult for them to pivot in and out of different functions. It's really about how you've invested in your supply chain um, and how that will make you more resilient. And I think that um, just, you know, some of the things that we're seeing with, with some of our customers is just having that visibility, having that accuracy, really knowing what they have, and so they're not overselling. I heard a story recently about um, a company, this may be something that we want to talk a little bit more about, but I heard a story recently about a company that um, manufacturing wise, they had had, uh, and so they had been, they had had their manufacturing out of house. They decided to bring it in house. They bought a facility and that's what they were doing. And so as a part of their kind of supply chain resiliency, their plan was to take more control of their 
actual uh, manufacturing process. So they knew that they had the things that they needed to. I heard another story of a customer that they um, had been using a certain uh, bottle for their product and that bottle was not uh, available. And so, I mean, another thing that I've heard is diversifying your suppliers and making sure you've got a couple of different people on hand so that you can get the kind of packaging you need, things like that. Any other tips like that that kind of come to mind from you guys, Dathan or John? Yeah, I mean, there's there's the beautiful thing about an ERP system, right, is is that you can actually set it up to to kind of give yourself an idea of, of substitute items and so forth. And if you're planning for things like the pandemic, which we have to, especially going forward, um, having the right system that allows you to to manage those substitute items and have multiple suppliers of all of those different substitutes potentially is key. Um, it really is. Absolutely. John, any of those kind of last minute tips or thoughts from you? Yeah, you're absolutely going to, you know, as, as companies are looking at how am I going to come through this right on top? How am I going to, you know, some stay in business, some maximize the opportunities. How am I going to get through labor shortages, labor costs increases, um, raw material increases, all those things come into play, right? Is, is I have to know my inventory. I have to give people the tools to be as efficient as possible, which starts at the ERP level comes down to WMS and then the right hardware for that person to do their job. Um, you are hearing a lot of terms like onshoring where customers are diversifying not only their supply chain, you know, ways that they acquire products, but their own supply chain footprint, right? Not single threading their manufacturing through a, one foreign country that if they're down for whatever reason, your production stops. So now they're in multiple countries and pulling some production capabilities back, you know, into the States, which is where you get the, the onshoring uh, of that global supply chain. So they maintain a global footprint, can take advantage of cost savings and uh, inventory and raw material, you know, wherever that's coming from in the world, um, but still have the diver- diversification inside of their own supply chain footprint. Um, and all that starts with technology, right? If you don't invest in technology, you don't have the right ERP, WMS, hardware and tools for the workers to do their job. Um, it's really hard for you, even if you, you do some of those things to really maximize their potential. One thing's for sure, it's going to be really interesting to see how this affects supply chain long term um, and some of the trends that we see coming out of it and how uh, we're able to use technology uh, to adapt to those trends and help people be even more successful. So really a good conversation today, guys. I really enjoyed it. Um, For those of you who are listening, thank you so much for being here. Make sure you subscribe before you go. Um, I mentioned a couple of resources like that podcast that John was on about RFID another great way to uh, to implement technology in your supply chain. Uh, we have a great blog on this very topic about supply chain shortage. I'll make sure that that is linked for you as well. Um, and with that, guys, thanks again for being here. Um, and we will see you again soon. Thank you. Thank you.